Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you live here for week number 11 in the NFL 2015 season. We've got a great week of show for you tonight. We've got scores from the week 10 action. We've got some upcoming analysis of week 11. And as always, we welcome your comments, your calls. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter at AFC West Show. Or if you want to pick up that telephone line and bang us a call, 646 646- Six six eight 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 three seven is the number to reach us at. And tonight, I'm joined by the second half of the AFC West show. Daryl, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Uh, a little bit tired, but that's to be expected. The sun is setting earlier. It feels like fall is well on its on its uh, path here and headed towards winter. Can't believe next week is Thanksgiving already. You know, we'll be taking the week off next Wednesday night and uh, in Thanksgiving preparation. We've got a lot of work to do. Uh, I know I've got a uh, got, got some birds that are uh, getting ready. Going to have to uh, start the magical brine here very shortly and uh, looking forward to a nice, relaxing Thanksgiving. Well, I uh, I'm excited about that because... I am a lucky recipient of that bird, and you do a good a good turkey. So uh, I will say thank you in advance, and uh, I'm going to look forward to that. We've got a lot of football to talk here, and I guess we could look at it uh, glasses half empty or the glasses half full with the AFC West. Uh, it was a split week in the AFC West. There was uh, or there were some winners, some losers, as always, but half of the uh, teams went away happy, and half were uh, disappointed. So I guess the, we should start with the one that probably is the happiest, and that might be the Chargers not having a game at all. They couldn't lose, and and so they hopefully got themselves healthy, took a little time to figure out what's going on, and and move on. The Chiefs are also happy, Darren. Uh, they they were uh, on the victorious side, a little bit surprising, but they played a great game. I know we'll talk about the specific game shortly. That leaves Denver and Oakland, and I guess if uh, we said it was a split thing, it's no surprise then that those two teams lost. So should we dissect the games, Darren? Well, in the past two weeks, only one uh, one team has uh, come out victorious in the AFC West. That was uh, Kansas City with, with all the teams losing uh, in week number uh, nine and then week ten. Uh, only Kansas City winning, so you know. Let's start uh, start in the let's start in the uh, Oakland and Minnesota arena first, and get that out of the way. Bad news always first, and then follow up with the uh, the good news for our Kansas City fans out there. You know, Minnesota and uh, Oakland was a game that I believe, if I recall correctly, you picked the Vikings to win, and uh, I said without Teddy Bridgewater, the Raiders were going to come out victorious. Well, great news for you. 
the uh, the Minnesota Vikings did have Teddy Bridgewater, who played uh, game manager. More importantly, they had Adrian Peterson, who the Raiders just did not have an answer for, allowing him to rumble for 203 yards on one uh, with one touchdown off of 26 carries, and uh, that was all she wrote with that game. The the uh, Raiders kept it close through the first half and the third quarter with being at 20 to 14. Then in the fourth quarter, when uh, it looked like the Vikings were starting to, or the Raiders were starting to, to make a move, the uh, Vikings uh, really started giving the rock to Adrian Peterson, and he led them to that 30 to 14 victory. Yeah, I, I, a little bit of the shine was taken off of the, the success in Oakland, but uh, you know, I don't think you can tell anybody that uh, Minnesota's not a good team. They're a good team. They've they've built slowly, but they're looking good and they're playing good football. Um, right now, they find themselves on top of the of the NFC North. So, uh, you know, I don't think two weeks ago anybody would have thought they'd be there. But with the Packers having their struggles and kind of uh, in the tank right now, they've taken full advantage. And so I don't think that that means that Oakland is is uh, done for, but Oakland has seen some success. Now let's see after a little falter if they can come back and, and play a good game this this um, weekend against a not-so-good team. Um, you know, we – we started talking a little bit about uh, about uh, Derek Carr and, and him uh, really progressing in, in the second season. Uh, the past two uh, weeks where the, the Raiders have lost, it's been a matter of a little bit of regression. He did pass for 300 yards, but at the same time, he had two touchdowns and two interceptions. And Latavius Murray here in his uh, sophomore more season for the most part with these Raiders also has held only 48 yards. And, you know, I, I think that, uh, that that's one of those areas that they are going to have to get a little more consistency, both from the running game and from the uh, quarterback play. Yeah. And they're a young team. So to put it all on Derek Carr's arm and, and uh, expect that to be successful probably not the the best uh, recipe for success and they need that running game as all teams do especially as you get deeper in the year to wear down on your opponents so uh, we'll see if they can jump start that again and, and get it going you know i'd agree with you on that so it'll be really interesting to see what happens now though let's move on to the denver kansas city matchup denver who uh who had not lost to an afc west opponent uh uh, in quite a while, uh, had Kansas City that came in to pay him a visit, and uh, this game was a, uh, a home game for Denver. Denver was the favorite, I believe. You picked them by uh, by ten points or, or somewhere along those lines, seven points, and I picked them by three. Uh, unfortunately, neither of us could have uh, could have predicted what happened uh, with this game. Twenty nine to to thirteen was the final score. Off a zero point zero pass the Raider rating from Peyton Manning. Yeah, that was just a shocker, and and I I think that um, you know we're gonna dive into this in more detail, but he he did not look good, and from the beginning after he set the record on that very short pass, 
it, it was ball after ball that looked like it was going to be intercepted, and finally it was. It took a couple of, of close calls, and then it was, and that unleashed the floodgates. I mean, three interceptions in the first half, a fourth in the uh, second half, and just had no velocity on the ball, didn't look good. Granted, the offensive line didn't protect very well. Um, Kansas City was up for that game, and they exploited it to the hilt. So uh, congratulations to Kansas City. They were the better team. That Bronco defense was put in a terrible position. They had to sit there and and um, try and defend against the Kansas City team that was getting the ball on the plus 47. So that's a tough thing to only give up the field goals like they did uh, overall it was a miracle. That game could have been a blowout of even a greater proportions. So the good news, I guess, for, for Denver is that uh, Brock Osweiler came in. And while he made some mistakes and had some, some trouble, he also provided a spark. And I know it's garbage time. You can't count on that um, as his overall performance. But he did uh, get, help get them on the board uh, with, with two touchdowns there. So, you know, you put a backup quarterback in a situation where he has to throw a lot and he doesn't have the experience of Peyton Manning. I think you're asking a lot. I know he had that interception in the end zone, but that was a fourth down play. And they, at that point, they, they needed the point. So a tough position to be in. I thought overall from what I saw, he, he handled it pretty well. And uh, we'll see what happens if he gets a week of practice going into this next game. You know, it, uh, it does have a lot of questions. Uh, you kind of uh, spilt the beans a little bit there. Uh, as we reported last week and uh, came to light uh, throughout this this week, uh, Peyton Manning was injured uh, and playing on an injured uh, body. He reportedly had rib injury before the game. Also, along with that uh, that plantar fascia that we torn, that was torn that we didn't know the extent of last week. We had, had uh, talked about the rumor of it being a plantar uh, fascia injury. So, definitely some. Uh, items that we'll talk about once we get to the Broncos. But first, let's talk a little bit about this Oakland Raiders team. They've had a little bit of turmoil here since uh, since that loss to Minnesota. Alden Smith, uh, you know, I don't really say it would be a surprise uh, that he was suspended, suspended for one year uh, after a, a DUI um, arrest back in August in which he was promptly released from the San Francisco 49ers. You know, he's been nothing but trouble there. I was surprised that a, that a team you know, picked him up. The timing of the suspension may be a little bit odd. I, I would have expected that uh, the league would have handed down this uh, suspension a little sooner, actually, and not let him make it through these first uh, first uh, 10 weeks of the season. But they did one year. Uh, you know, he's got the weapons charges. He's got domestic issues, uh, allegedly. He has uh, the, uh, the DUIs. He's took a, a few months off of, of the season and uh, was suspended for the remainder of last season with the, uh, with the uh, 49ers after uh, some, some substance abuse issues. Really, uh, you know, not the kind of uh, a person that necessarily you want on your team uh, unless he is healthy and able to, uh, to play and mind his uh, P's and Q's. Yeah, an incredible talent that is um, 
you know, might have gotten back on the right track now, but uh, certainly for quite a while has been on the wrong track. I'm not sure if the, if football um, got him refocused a little bit or what, but um, he was looking he was looking at least uh, promising. Kind of knew this might be coming, and so a year away, boy, I don't know what that says for his career. I mean, he's young, but hopefully he stays clean and uh, gets himself right and comes back ready to go because he does have a lot of talent. You know, interestingly enough, the Raiders have said that they will uh, will stick with him, and uh, and Jack Del Rio came out today and said, you know, it's uh, he basically considers it like an injury where you lose a player for a season. So, uh, you know, I don't know if that's the right um, the right way to look at it. I know that he was suspended before, and a lot of uh, questions were raised about his actions during suspension. But it might be something where you need to uh, to to pay someone to be with him all of the, the Des Bryant uh, era of the, the Cowboys when he was starting to, uh, to go down the wrong way. It'll be really interesting, though, to see what happens on that. Elsewhere in Raider land, Rodney Houston, who uh, was the center for the Raiders, missed last uh, week against the Minnesota Vikings. He is uh, also still unlikely to play against Detroit. And, uh, you know, uh, in watching the Raider game and going back, uh, the, the absence of Rodney Houston could have had a little bit to do with the offensive line just not giving uh, Derek Carr the time he needed. So it'll be interesting to see how, how that affects this uh, offense and, and uh, whether they're able to, uh, to pick up their offensive production at all. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that there's some other issues there too. And uh, I would I would look at the defense. They still really can't cover the pass that well. I know that there was a uh, report that Charles Woodson says he might consider coming back for another year. He's had a, a good year, but he's been one of the, the standouts back there in the backfield, and he's been hobbled by that shoulder injury. So, uh, you know, I think that some of the personnel issues are, are going to be important as the year gets longer. You know, the rush, the pass rush is, is in the middle of the pack. The um, run defense is in the middle of the pack. But So where they're really struggling is that pass defense, and, and that could come back and bite them as they start to make this, uh, I guess it's a little more than the final third of the year, but as they get to get close to starting that final uh, third of the year. Another item to watch will be uh, will be cornerback uh, DJ Hayden. He left in the first quarter of the uh, the game against the Vikings with uh, an ankle injury and uh, you know I haven't heard an update on him but uh, I know that that will be important for the Raiders going forward as well well um, shall we move on to the victorious Kansas City Chiefs what uh, what do you hear out of this uh, Chiefs land after this big victory well, I know that they're pretty happy with uh, how they played. They felt that they were able to expose Peyton Manning, and, and he just didn't have the velocity and the ability to, to get the ball to the receivers. They got a good pass rush, and they also played very tight in the short area against the Broncos receivers, making that extremely difficult for Peyton Manning not on his best game. You know, the Chiefs have a lot of things going for them, and one of them uh, is Sharkandrick West. This guy... Uh, who came in to um, replace uh, to replace uh, Jamal Charles? 
he he's performed pretty well. As a matter of fact, Niles Davis wasn't even active for the game. Uh, that's a very interesting thing, considering Niles Davis has the home run ability as well. So uh, is there something going on behind that, Darren? You know, the Chiefs just have been really pleased with the uh, way that Sharkandrick uh, adds the depth to the game, both out of the uh, backfield in pass receiving and in rushing. He did end up with 161 yards, uh, all-purpose yards against the Broncos, uh, 92 passing and 69 rushing. So no no slouch there. They've just been really impressed with the way he's playing. And, uh, you know, our friend Adam Teicher, who's been on this show a few times, you know, a little bit about uh, this offense. And you don't think of Alex Smith and this Chiefs team as being a high-scoring offense. But right now they're on pace to – uh, they're on pace to be one of the NFL's highest scoring teams. So something to to watch. I know that, uh, you know, Sharkandis does give them a little bit of a, a home run uh, chance as well, and he can get uh, rolling. And, uh, you know, they have put all uh, facets of their game together the past couple of weeks. They've had not only uh, the, uh, not only the offense working, but the defense coming up with the sacks, interceptions, uh, you know, one item to note, uh, Sean Smith, the uh, rookie uh, cornerback who uh, who really has made a, a living off of picking off Peyton Manning this year, he uh, he went out with a knee injury and uh, is questionable for the game against San Diego. Well, that would be a big loss because he's played very well, and, and certainly uh, San Diego has its own problems with injuries and other things, but that is, um, you know, that could shape up to be a great game or a dud. It depends on how, how both teams come. I mean, um, after such a big win for Kansas City, uh, they could either take this as a launching point or that could have been their, their season. So I'm not ready to call call them out because they – certainly came back from what looked impossible and uh they're they're on an upswing but it's a it's still a long season and so they have to win uh, most of their games just to ensure themselves a, a wild card position and to get the division they'd have to win pretty much all of their games and denver would have to lose more than three of their games so that is um that is going to be an interesting dynamic to watch there in Kansas City, but things are looking a lot better. I would say one thing, I know that uh, you wanted to talk about Alex Smith, and, you know, Alex Smith has been playing pretty well. They still are having some real passing struggles, uh, Darren. They just are having a real hard time getting anything further than about 10 yards past the line of scrimmage uh, going, and, and so they've got to solve that as well why has Alex Smith been rather consistent, even though he can't get the ball uh, deep on a regular basis? Well, you know, after a really terrible game against the Denver Broncos early on in week two with two interceptions, uh, he he also was able to uh, kind of start tailing that off. His last interception actually was against Green Bay, which uh, was on September 28th. And since that time, he uh, is now at uh, 280-some-odd passes, Without a without a interception, he's uh, six passes, I believe, away from surpassing Steve DeBerg as the the uh, second uh, longest streak for the uh, the Chiefs with no interceptions. And he's had some uh, great weapons in uh, Travis Kelce, who has, has been great for him to dump the ball off to, Sharkandrick West as well. 
and uh, and uh, O'Shaughnessy has come up big when uh, when Kels has been uh, missing time. But that is a little bit of an issue as James O'Shaughnessy, the tight end, has been placed on injured reserve with a foot injury for the season. So so they are getting a little thinner at tight end, and he might not have some of these dump offs that you mentioned. But uh, as long as he can find some other outlets, you look look for him to continue to really uh, be careful and uh, and control that uh, that football for the Chiefs. Well, very good. Well, let's head over to the San Diego Superchargers and see what's going on in Chargerland. You know, last I've uh, heard, after this dark and dreary uh, bye week, they uh, have come out to uh, coach. Uh, Coach McCoy is calling them salty. They're rested and healthy. Only two players, Ladarius Green and Malcolm Floyd, have not practiced. They're salty after this five-game losing streak. And uh, and our friend Philip Rivers uh, believes the team can win out the rest of the games and make the playoffs. Well, I think you've got to say that, and uh, you've got to keep hope. I heard Eric Weddle yesterday on the on the radio and. He kind of said the same thing. He knows it's a long shot. They might have a 2% chance of making the playoffs, but uh, you got to play like, like you do have a chance because they've gone on runs before. And so I think the question is who's playing for the Chargers? You know, it's been like a mash unit um, over there. Do you have any news on, on uh, some of the players that they're going to welcome back and hopefully uh, will have an impact on the game? You know, I, I do know that Antonio Gates has had a chance to uh, get a little healthy, healthier. Um, Floyd is going to try to return, but like I said, he has missed uh, practice. Um, the cornerback, the Verrett, uh, who injured his growing on uh, Monday Night Football, and Robinson both are appearing healthy as well. All right. Well, that that gives a little hope, and, and they certainly need some of that. They're, they're... Pass defense, well, basically everything about their defense is bad. I mean, um, they are not getting a pass rush. They are uh, in the bottom third of the NFL for coverage, and they are just really, really struggling stopping the run. I think they're they're the worst-rated defense if you look at everything overall, and that's not a good sign. So you, if you want to win games, you can't have a, a, a terrible defense – and um, the fact that John Pagano has done well in the past might save him his job for a while because if you saw Rex Ryan's brother, Rob, was unceremoniously dumped from New Orleans after having several games that were just terrible. So uh, they've got to do something about this defense, and they've got to find a way to get a little bit of a, of a running game going, wouldn't you think? You know, they need to do something. Uh, Woodhead has been their go-to guy, and uh, – They'll have to count on him sneaking out of the backfield and being hidden behind those big, uh, those big tree trunk blockers that he has. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, what about Denver? What do you uh, what do you hear coming out of Denver with this big uh, week of change? Well, you know, uh, Brock Osweiler is going to be the quarterback starting against Chicago. Peyton, like you mentioned, the injuries is sitting down. It's been a long time coming. I've been saying for quite a while, if I'm going to watch somebody throw multiple interceptions in a game, I can watch the backup quarterback do that. So I appreciate Peyton Manning's effort that he's put in and what he's done, but this season he has not looked good, whether it's been injuries or just father time has been a huge debate. Uh, I don't really have anything to weigh in on that other than let's get him healthy and then we can maybe find out. 
What's going to be interesting is seeing how the athleticism of Brock Osweiler plays out. The defense is still playing great. The offense is in, well, it's not in the toilet, but it's deep in the ranks. The rushing is terrible, and their passing, you wouldn't expect to see Denver in the bottom of the league for passing, but they are. So it starts with that offensive line, and um, they just picked up a center from the Dolphins. I don't expect him to start, but uh, the Broncos are always looking to reinforce that offensive line, and that's been a real problem. So they've got to solidify that offensive line and hope that Brock Osweiler can can play just a, a solid game and stay away from the bad mistakes or throwing bad interceptions. Well, that sounds uh, like some great news there. Are you ready to uh, dissect the upcoming games? Let's do it. Where well, should we start? With, oh, let's start with Oakland at Detroit, get these early morning games out of the way. Uh, this game will only be seen in a couple of markets, the Oakland market and Detroit area. It's not looking too uh, well televised otherwise. But, uh, you know, Oakland is going to try and get back on the winning track. I see this game as something that uh, should be a fairly good game for the Raiders. Uh, it's coming at the right time, a team that can't stop the run. Tavius Murray loves to run on the turf, and he'll be on the turf. With this game, I see the uh, Oakland Raiders being able to get a 100-yard rushing game. Uh, they don't have the best cornerbacks either in Detroit. Look for uh, look for Carr to end up with at least 250 yards uh, passing plus a 100-yard rushing game. That gives the Oakland Raiders a two-point victory. Okay, well, traveling on the road is tough, but it's always better when you play Detroit. And so, you know, I, I heard what you said. I think Detroit had their Super Bowl moments uh, beating Green Bay, and, and that was huge for them. I'm not sure what they have left in the tank, and so I'm going to say that I'll double your two points, and I, I think that Oakland can pull out a four-point victory in this matchup. How about Denver at Chicago, the other morning game? Well, much of the Midwest will be watching this game. Uh, it will not be shown in Southern California, though. Uh, we will we will have this game for a lot of our Midwestern fans, and uh, you know Chicago has John Fox. They have uh, they they have Jay Cutler. They have uh, the the former uh, Denver offensive coordinator and Gase. You know this game really is shaping up to be a winnable game for the Chicago Bears uh, with their running game that's been combined with. Uh, Forte being out, they have really had some great, uh, great games with Langford and the other running back. You know, I would have to say that uh, all in all, a backup quarterback, Chicago should win this game, but Denver will rally behind this young Brock Osweiler winning by three. I think the defense uh, is going to make Cutler mope, as he always does, watch for at least two interceptions in this game. Wow, two interceptions. Okay, well, he's been pretty pretty good at handling the ball. He only has five on the year, so he's really cut those down. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. This defense is really good. I think that is a, the saving thing. Again, Brock Osweiler doesn't need to do a lot. I think the weather is going to be um, pretty cold, actually. So uh, if it is... Then, 28 uh, degrees is uh, does what the rumor has it. Yeah, and that means that uh, the the run game becomes even more important. So 
it's going to be a test. I, I think Denver can prevail if they just protect the ball and play safe. This may be a grinded out type of game, not extremely high scoring. I think that Denver can pull this one out. I'm saying Denver by two. Uh, it could come down to a last-minute field goal or something like that because we just don't know what we're getting with Brock Osweiler for a whole game. So that'll be an interesting matchup. That leaves us with Kansas City at San Diego. Is this a trap game for Kansas City, Darren? What's going to happen? No, it's not. This game is going to just uh, come down to these Kansas City uh, trifecta of Dontari Poe. Uh, Houston, and uh, and along with that, the uh, third uh, pass rusher whose name is escaping me right now, but Tom Ollie. Uh, Tom Ollie, exactly. I do expect him to raise hell for Philip Rivers. Uh, he is a little more mobile than Peyton Manning, but overall, this offensive line is in tatters. I see a Kansas City coming in, beating up on San Diego by seven. Well, I think you have a little higher uh, difference or, or larger difference than I do. I think with the whole week off, San Diego has had a chance to really prepare and game plan. And so I think that it'll be a competitive game. I, I don't think I can call it a trap game. But I do wonder if Kansas City might be a little overly optimistic because of their uh, win against Denver. These teams usually play each other close. There, I think there's still pride left in the Chargers. Uh, if they lose this game, you know, they're headed towards a, maybe a uh, a four-win season if they're lucky. So they have Denver twice still, another game at Oakland. It, they have to win this game. So I'm going to say that Kansas City wins this, but it's a squeaker uh, three points. Well, watch for San Diego to be ahead in the fourth quarter and, uh, and give up that lead and, and end up losing. And that would be a typical San Diego game with Mike McCoy. You know, it's been great. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We will talk to you all after Thanksgiving. Visit at AFC West Show for more, and we look forward to hearing from you. We'll see you in two weeks. Be safe. Have a great Thanksgiving. Eat just enough.